You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. My next guest is Teresha Taruk from Radiant Woman. We will be talking today about how to feel confident in your own body and feel at peace with yourself. Welcome, Teresha. Nice to be here. Thank you so much, Natalie. So good to have you here. I know you and I have been friends, business friends and colleagues over the years. Um, and I love that you love talking about women and confidence. Now, you've got some tips today that are helpful for everybody. And for those of you that haven't heard of Teresha before, Teresha Taruk is a trauma-informed relationship and sacred sexuality therapist with a postgraduate degree in counseling and psychotherapy. She has helped thousands of women to find their desire switch, feel sexually empowered and whole so that they enjoy a heart-melting and spirit-infused love life. She's got a knack for women-centered coaching, which means she understands the unique challenges and complexities that women face in relation to, to, in relation to their bodies and their sexuality. She has developed a holistic, sexually empowered, radiant woman method that not only helps women to improve their sex lives, but also feels feel more confident, sexy, and attractive in their everyday lives. And that's what she's all about, helping women to live their best most confident and most attractive lives. She's a big believer in loving your body. And she does, she does that herself through hot yoga, mountain biking, swimming through the winter and salsa dancing. Good to have you on the show. Yeah. Nice to be here. Thank you. I love it. I messaged Teresha the other day, you guys, and she was, she's like, sorry, I can't make it. I'm out mountain biking. So she really is walking her talk. Now, for those of you that are listening that are like, I'm not a woman. Well, guess what? It's all good because when you have a woman in your life who does feel empowered or sexy or whatever, you're going to have a better relationship and probably have a lot more fun as well. So listen in. Um, Teresha, I'm going to give tips for men, like men can eat as well. So that'll work for them. Tips for men as well. Before we dive into that, I'd love it if you could just elaborate a little bit, give us a little bit of a backstory on how you got to this place where you're helping people with confidence. Um, yeah, I used to be a chartered accountant. So I used to work for Grant Thornton, one of the big four firms and I remember really feeling like I was in a straight jacket. I felt so constricted and so unhappy. And even though my life looked good on the outside, you know, good job, money, wonderful husband, I just didn't feel fulfilled. And so I've done it for four years and I felt very um, uncertain of myself. I was all into achieving and doing things, but actually I was so disconnected from myself and I felt miserable. And so at one point, I just left it all. I resigned, I divorced, and um, I went traveling around the world trying to find what actually makes me happy. How can I connect to myself, to my body? And, yeah, what's the secret to a joyful, to the happy life? And that's, that's um, yeah, that's been a big journey. And then I've done university degrees and I've uh, traveled around the world, going to all sorts of workshops, trying to really figure out what makes us tick, what makes us excited about life. So you've done tons of learning and through your own journey, you found it. I, it, I, I imagine you found it. And now you're sharing that wisdom with others. Is that right? Yeah. And so now it's just so exciting for me to actually work with, I love working with groups of women. And when they really get it, 
when they get it that, oh, that passion is inside of me, that I'm enough, I'm okay, I'm so much more than enough, and they start to feel the desire for life, for love, um, it just, yeah, floats my boat. It feels so exciting and it feels so fulfilling. Kind of touches my heart. I love that too because the ripple effect that that has, you know, when a mother or a woman feels more confident about herself, that's going to ripple down to the kids and everyone in her community as well. Yeah, and I totally believe that happy mothers create happy children. And when a woman is not happy, there's so much resentment that builds up, and that's what really destroys relationships. Um, so for a woman to be happy, to actually, this is what I desire, this is my deep belonging, and being able to ask for it, it's going to fulfill her so much, and it's going to make everyone else happy. So if if someone is wanting to be, whether they're a man or a woman, if they want to be um, more confident and also confident in their own body, like we talked about, and more at peace with their own body, what are some things they can do? Because I know um, my audience loves to have some specific actionable things. What are some things that we can do to feel more confident? Um, so the first piece is actually to come into the body. And I just wonder if the audience can check in right now with themselves. Where are they? Because quite often in our energy, we kind of rebuff our body or in our heads. And so if you can check in, am I inside my body? Am I actually connected to myself right in this moment? Or am I just thinking or am I kind of just floating somewhere up there? And until we actually come into our body, we can't feel confident. We can't be here on this planet. We're kind of half here, half out. And then we can talk to ourselves and like, oh, I'm confident and we can do all this positive talk. But actually until we come back physically, like energetically into our body, this is the first and very important step. So maybe. Everyone, if you can just, you know, take a couple of deep breaths and check in with yourself. Where am I? Am I in my head? Am I outside of my body? Am I in my heart? Am I actually really in my body? And then you can ask yourself to actually like, can I come back into my body? Yeah. And for that, I know the big pieces we actually need to feel safe inside ourselves because that's where uh, we disconnect when we don't feel safe. So the big piece is actually... You might even right now want to hug yourself and say, I'm safe right now, right here. I can come back and be inside my body. I've got a question that some people might be wondering. So does it help if someone finds that hard to do? Does it help to like touch your stomach or to sit rather than stand or stand rather than sit? So physically, is there something they can do to help themselves, as you say, come into their body? So physically moving and like swaying a bit. Mm -hmm. And then I have this... Um, Technique which actually really works. You just touch your fingertips gently and softly, touch your fingertips and just start noticing how it feels. So you're bringing yourself into your body, opening to your sensations. And you can say to yourself, I'm right here. And notice the pleasure of it, notice the sensations. And another piece, you can put your hand, one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and just take a couple of deep breaths and physically feel, I'm here, my body is right here, and I'm inside my body. Do you recommend they close their eyes? Because my natural reaction, with especially with touching the fingertips, was to close my eyes, yeah. and that way I'm not distracted by other things. Yeah, yeah. and that's if you feel safe, right? Because mm -hmm. for some people, it might not feel safe. So they can just lower their eye gaze mm -hmm. or close your eyes and come back to yourself. 
Yeah. And it's such a simple practice, but actually it can change so much in the way we feel and in the way we are with other people. Because when we're not in our bodies, we kind of, we can't relate to other people. We kind of relate to them from our head. Mm. But if we actually come back to our heart, to our body, there's more of us to engage with life with other people. And then we can start feeling more confident because I'm right here. So it is about connection. You know, I talk about on the show, we talk about connections and community and courage. But when a lot of people think of confidence, they think of someone that's bold and out there, you know, with their outfit and their body. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about coming back, number one, into your body and feeling a connection with yourself. And that will allow you to connect deeper with others. Yeah. Yeah. And I just noticed, I know listeners can't see, but, you know, going into the shoulders and kind of that confidence is kind of, mm-hmm. we put it as if we put that confidence on top in our head and our yes. shoulders, but it's not authentic confidence. So authentic confidence actually for me, especially for women comes from our bellies to our hearts. And it's like, I'm right here. Yeah. And I know that my value is never in question. I feel this deep connection to myself and I know my value is never in question. Whatever I do, whatever I don't do, whatever I achieve, whenever I fail or don't fail. Yeah. And it's quite a different state. It's kind of coming from the inside rather than something we're trying to put on top. Feels very calming. Yeah. It feels peaceful. That's the peace of where actually come to peace with yourself, right? Mm. Peace in your own skin. And then mm-hmm. the mind chatter goes away, right? When there's like, when we're in our head, it's kind of gets quite busy. But mm-hmm. actually when we connect to the body, we kind of drop in. And it's like, ah, I can breathe. I'm right here. And I'm available for connection with other people. So that would be a great f- first step for people. And it's obviously something we can do in our own way, me- where wherever and whenever. Like, let's say you're going... An example, going into a meeting for business or you're going to an event or you're meeting up with some old school friends and you're nervous, you might be sitting in the car and you can do this. Is that what you recommend something like that as a practice? Yeah. And there's something that happens if we put our hand in our heart for two minutes and if we just breathe. But I had the hand on the belly as well. So Mm -hmm. we kind of really deeply sit it inside ourselves and just do that for a minute or two. They're going to be... well, there will be so much more of you available for the connection. And will people will feel you as being more authentic. And that's what's important, right? I'm not trying to put anything. I'm not trying to put a show, but actually this is who I am. And I'm mm-hmm. bringing all of me into the meeting. Yeah. What else can we do? What else you can do? So, and then the other pieces, right, is creating actually friendship with the body. So it's kind of the next part. First we come back, but then we create friendship with the body. Because quite often, um, and these steps are kind of relating, right? Um, we go into that inner critical voice, yeah? And we start judging ourselves. We're kind of trying to come back to our body, but that inner critical voice is so loud. And it actually makes us quite selfish because when we judge ourselves, we're sort of done inside ourselves and we're not available for connection. And that's when we really uh, have conversation with our inner critical voice and there's no confidence whatsoever, right? Because I'm so engrossed in trying to argue with my critical voice or trying to fight here, right? Or I feel defeated. So it's such an important piece to work with that inner critical voice rather than trying to push it away 
or submitting to that, actually turning towards, leaning towards that critical voice. And I wonder, like right now, people can just, if you can check in with yourself, like, can I hear the critical voice? Notice the words there. And it especially comes when we're trying something new, you know, or when we did something we feel is silly or stupid, right? And so then what we do is we say hi to the critical voice rather than trying to push it away. But I say, oh, hi, how are you doing today? Yeah. And then the next step was actually asking, why are you here? What are you trying to do? Because the thing is within a critical voice, quite often the purpose is to protect us. But it does it in such a way that it actually hurts us more. And so check in, like, what is your purpose? And if it says, um, I want you to stop speaking, right? That was my piece. Like my critical voice, when I started public speaking, I would like faint. I couldn't speak because my critical voice was so strong, would just completely like um, disable me, incapacitate. And I was like, oh, why do you want it for me to stop speaking? And then the voice goes, oh, so you're not humiliated. Yeah. And I said, oh, thank you. So actually you're trying to protect me. It's like, oh, yes, I'm trying to protect you. And then I, can we do it in some different way? And that's an important piece. Can we actually do it in some different way? And the way I worked out with me in a critical voice, now I feel like a cloak around me that protects me. And so my fear is that someone's going to throw uh, rotten eggs at me when I'm speaking. Like that just, you know, it's illogical, but that's the fear. And so the cloak is there and the eggs are not going to get through. You know, the tomatoes are not going to get through. and it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt my heart. And so that's how now that critical voice, I can't even call it critical voice, but actually it protects me. It's kind of this cloak, this warm cloak around me. And so that's what I'd invite listeners to actually um, check out. What's your, what's the purpose, right? And if the purpose is not clear, you say, oh, and why do you do that? And keep on asking, and why do you do that? And why do you do that? And at the bottom of it, you're going to come to the protection. It's trying to protect you. And then you say, can we do it in some different way? Teresha, I want to commend you because you know, I've been, you know, in business, I think, gosh, I think it's 12 years now. And I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, limiting beliefs and their inner critic and the voice. I've never heard it described like that before. And I love it. And I'm going to quote you here. When we judge ourselves, we're not available for connection. Mm. And think about that in terms of connection with self, but connection with others, friendships, and then this analogy of the cloak, think of your critical voice as a cloak around you to protect you. Because I think what people try to do is they try to like stop the inner voice or like they're, they don't like it. And so they think I need, I need to get rid of it, but you're going, thank you. Thank yeah. you for protecting. Because they're going into fight with it, right? Mm. And that's kind of the more what is this that's persists, right? And they say fight. And when we're fighting, we're not available for connection for us, for others. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, amazing. So what, what is the next step then? And so then is creating that friendship with the body, right? We worked with it. We came back to the body. We worked with the inner critical voice. And I'd love to give um, just a practice for people here, right, for listeners, to create that friendship with the body. And I've just done my class yesterday, and the practice is actually taking a mirror, so do you right. mean, when you say you did your class, do you do this in person with people or online? Online. I've done okay. a 10-week course. And so okay. we had a session yesterday and that's what was one of the practices. Mm -hmm. So I invite you and even like now 
for you, Natalie, right? If you look at the camera, you're looking at yourself mm. or looking at the mirror and doing the Hoponopono prayer, right? Um, and the Hoponopono prayer goes like it's a Hawaiian prayer. You look at yourself and you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And you keep on repeating that, looking in your own eyes so you can create that friendship with yourself. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And it's amazing what happens uh, once we do it, right? And sometimes uh, that's what I, when I teach my women, right? We actually do it like the whole week. They do it every day, several times a day. Because if it's difficult to start with, then something happens. They should shift. The more you say it, the more you look at yourself, that that compassion comes up and that love comes up. Um, and then when we have that love and relationship with ourselves, then that becomes this authentic confidence. Like I don't need to put mm. on a show, but I actually mm. feel good inside myself. I feel at peace with myself. I can lean towards, um, you know, my critical voice. So I can lean towards the parts of me that sometimes are, you know, a bit awkward or I don't like so much. And I'm okay with all of them. And then I'm not afraid to be humiliated. I'm not afraid to be disempowered, you know, to to be put down. And that's what creates that authentic confidence. And it creates, like, it brings us to connection, to that authentic connection. This is who I am, and I'm fully available for that connection. And have you seen, when the women do that, have you seen some really amazing results? Like transformations or changes? Just yesterday, I was like, oh, it was so good. And um, one woman, she was just, she's like, oh, I'm enough. And she was so excited about it because the thing, the critical voice constantly was telling her that she's not enough. She needs to try harder. And she was working so hard, like corporate executive, you know. And, you know, the life worked good on the outside. But the driving force for it wasn't because I love doing this, but because I need to keep on proving that I'm enough. Yeah. And she really wanted, she's a very creative person and she really wanted to create things and with her hands, like quilts and she loves that stuff, but she couldn't do that because that wasn't enough, right? She had to go through this high power job and be unhappy and drive her body to real tiredness and exhaustion because that feeling I'm not enough kept on driving her to do that. And like yesterday, she's like, oh, I'm enough. Oh, life feels so joyful, so playful. And she was just, and she was so available for connection. Like it was a group of us and we could all see how she's kind of, like there was more of her there on the screen sharing with us. And it was just, it was just so beautiful to see. That is so powerful. And it's interesting, isn't it? Someone that a lot of people would look at someone like that and go, oh, look at her. You know, she's got the money because she's got the job and she's obviously very accomplished and maybe she's a manager and she... But then it's like, yeah, but if she's constantly striving to striving to prove herself, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, yeah. that's exhausting. Yeah. And then the intimacy wasn't there as well, because when we feel like we're not enough, right, um, I'm trying to hide myself. So that was her pattern. I'm trying to hide myself all the time. Um, and then I'm not letting my partner see me fully. And when my partner doesn't see me fully, there's kind of, there's no love, there's no connection. It's kind of more a pretense of who I am rather than this is who I am and my beauty and my messiness and all of it. And so then the relationships suffer as well. 
So now that you mentioned that, I would love to just segue and and if you can comment on what are kind of some of the other signs, let's say, if someone is not being their authentic self or not, they're not confident, how does that show up in their life? Yeah, so sometimes it might show up as an overly confident person, right? It's just putting, but it's kind of that it's rigid. It's a bit more rigid structure. There's no flow in the body. It's more kind of rigid. And um, there's a pretense, actually, I'm good. And I'm, and this kind of going forward with the head, with the shoulders. Yeah, so, and quite often people might think, oh, this is a very confident person. But actually inside, they don't feel enough. And there's quite often, um, they overexert themselves. They might overexercise. They might do way too much, right? They can put too much on their plate. And so then they constantly feel like, oh, I'm like failing, feeling Mm -hmm. like I'm just not enough because I've got so much because I feel like I have to do so Mm -hmm. much. And then they keep on failing or they keep on burning out, feeling exhaustion. Um, And then that intimacy is not there. That's another piece where people are so focused on work and on achieving to prove their worth that um, they don't spend as much time. Like when I spend time with friends, it's like I'm wasting my time, Mm -hmm. right? When I'm spending time just nourishing myself or just playing, kind of the play is the piece that's missing. Um, There's not much playing. It's more like life is so serious and I really have to do all this. You know, this to-do list takes over and I'm so focused on my to-do list and it never ends, you know, there's always more to do and the play is not there. And then the children, you know, because the children feel it. And I work with some parents where it's like, oh, my children tell me that I'm always doing tasks and I'm never available for play. I wrote down, we're so busy proving ourselves that there's no time to play. Mm. Yeah. Play is so important. It's like, that's why I love my mountain biking. You know, it's like, <laughs> when this, I'm going to go mountain biking. I don't care. <laughs> the dishes can wait. Everything can wait. <laughs> yeah. So for those people listening, I would love to hear what is play in your life? You know, if you were to like for Tarisha, it's mountain biking. For me, it is probably not mountain biking. Um, what do I love to do? I love dancing and I love singing. Definitely. Um, but what does play look like to you? And also it, what is resonating so far? We've talked about it quite a few things already. We talked about, um, how she went, how Teresha went from feeling constricted to feeling confident. We talked about the exercise or the practice of coming into your body and feeling that connection. And then from there, creating a friendship with that voice, that inner voice. Um, what has resonated for you so far? You can send us a text to 2057, or you can send us an email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Um, Teresha, back to you. Was there anything else and any other tips or strategies that you wanted to share about how do we, so do we, if we know we, we have, we're lacking in confidence, we're doing some of these things like overexerting or, um, overexercising or being overly confident, but it's more like a costume. Um, what else can we do to authentically be more confident? Oh, just take a deep breath and come back to yourself, huh? Um, really coming back to what is what is it that I'm trying to turn away from and that part of me that feels like I'm not enough, turning towards it rather than trying to push it, push yourself through it, actually turning towards it, leaning towards it and uh, being curious about it. Quite often like your yeah, therapy, I'm 
so big on therapy. That's what really helps us by just leaning towards it, being with it rather than fighting with it. I know you also love to talk about, and, and this relates so well, the concept of losing your spark. Um, I think I'm on your email list and I saw an email recently and it was entitled lost your spark question mark. So what, what is that about? What is, what is having a spark or what is losing a spark look like? Um, well, for me, a lot of it has to do with sexual desire, but then it's not just about sex. It's actually losing the spark for life and for love. And oh, that's what I work with women with because so many women do things they don't want to do. Right. Um, again, from that sense of I'm not enough, right? They're trying to please others, please others in life, please their partner in sex, right? Trying to keep peace in the family and it leads them to actually losing their desire. And the body starts to shut down, which I say it's actually a good sign when the body starts to shut down. It means I don't like what's on the menu. I actually want something deeper. I want something more authentic. You know, I don't want a Big Mac. I want amazing French food with like organic ingredients, but that's not on the menu. So my body shuts down and it's so important to actually for women to, uh, when the body shuts down, when there's no desire, that it's a sign, not try to push through that, but actually what is my longing? What is it that I'm missing here? Does this answer the question? It's great. And I love, you know, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan of like metaphors and analogies. And you're like, it's just not, it's not on the menu. Um, No, that's so good. And I, cause I do, I mean, women, you know, there's never, there's never, uh, everything's never done, right? There's always something to do. Of course, if you're, you know, in the home or when you come home from work, Um, but the coming, so sometimes coming from a place of, uh, of proving oneself, I'm not enough, but also duty and obligation. I feel like duty an obligation come in there, like, oh, I need to be, you know, like attractive and I need to be fun and I need to make sure the kids are you know, like duties and obligations. So but that's the pleasing piece, right? Yeah, that's right. to focus outside. I'm not here inside myself, checking mm. in what do I want, what do I desire? I'm actually checking what other people want from me. Yeah. Okay. But where does it come from? So that's the shift, right? We need mm-hmm. to start focusing what do I want? What do I desire? And why am I focused on other people so much? Because again, there's something where I don't feel I'm lovable enough. And that's why I'm so focused on other people trying to figure out what they need. Yeah. Do you find that as we get older, women tend to be like ask themselves that stuff more? Meaning we're like, you know what? Bugger it. Like it's my time. It's time for me it's now. You know, and I, it, whether it's in their late forties or in their fifties, like, okay, you know, what do I want? What do they want? What do they desire? seems to take more of a priority is it an age thing it's yeah because and i love working like most of my clients well i I have younger clients most of them after 40 because Mm -hmm. i love when women actually start to ask that question what do i desire what do i want i've been playing all these roles trying to please everyone else and now i'm just so just i had enough of that um and it's an age thing and also because we're out of the parenting right because when you have young kids yeah it's kind of by nature we can't afford to ask that question we have to focus on our kids and the family but when the kids are quite you know they're more independent than by nature and our hormonal balance changes as well so we start to have more testosterone less estrogen and that gets us into like mm. what actually i want 
And quite often that's when women lose desire, but it's not because we're getting too old and that's how it is. It's more about, I actually want to find out what I want. I'm sick of doing it for other people. Now it's time for me. So it's an important question um, to ask, but not to take it as, oh, now I don't want anything. But actually, oh, I have to open up to my longing, to my desires. And then it's going to come back when, you know, the menus, what I want. <laughs> Interesting. So ages and stages, not just your age, but ages and stages with the kids and the parenting. But also you talked about... um kind of, I guess the hormone thing, like, but the, the estrogen and the testosterone, but it doesn't mean it's time to shut up shop. It just means you need to <laughs> connect with what you desire. Okay. Mm. No, 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 don't shut up. This is the thing. Cause I think women can actually, we can have so much better sex in our forties and fifties. Like this is the best time because we already know ourselves. We can be authentic. We can be really open. We're connected to our feelings, to our emotions, the potential authentic, deeply fulfilling intimacy is just right there. Because when we're in our 20s, we don't know ourselves yet. We can't be so open and authentic in our expression. But in our 40s and our 50s, that's when the time is right for us to actually experience that heart melting connection. So please, please, please don't give up. Don't shut down the show. Like Did you say heart melting connection? Is that what you said? Yes, heart melting intimacy. Lovely. That's what I call it. Spirit so and heart melting intimacy. So good. And I did a, um, many months ago, in fact, I did a a whole week all on empowered relationships. And I interviewed um, Vaynand and he talked about intimacy, but he says, in to me, see. So that's that connection is, is the into that, and into that person. And you really into me, see, and I really like the sound of that. Yeah. It's like the image, right? I get, it's like an avatar, you know, like at the end mm-hmm. when she opens his, uh, puts the mask on him. And she says, she says to him, I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that moment of intimacy. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you look like, but I see you. I see through you. Before I go to these four questions to wrap things up, there, something I wanted to ask you something about womanly power. Because I know you help women to, I don't know, c- capture or reignite their womanly power. What is that about? And how can womanly power help us? to either succeed or to be who we are, to to feel fulfilled in life? So again, we start with connecting to the body, but it's not, uh, quite often women are quite comfortable in their heart, right? We're kind of like, yeah, I can feel my heart. But what I bring for the womanly power, we need to connect our sexuality to our heart. Yeah, because sexuality is our kind of, it's our life force. It's what gives us energy to move forward. And so connecting sexuality to our heart, that's the way how we can step into that womanly power, how we can be all of ourselves. And so the practice I offer to women is actually breathing. You're breathing from your sexual center into your heart center and really feeling that connection. And then you can ask yourself, what's my next step? Because when we're connected to our heart and our sex center, then our body and can really give us an answer. Now, what's the next step for me? What is it that I want to do next? What do I need to do? And that's how we step into life from that womanly power rather than just mind, rather than just heart. But actually, this is all of me. And we have so much more drive. There is so much more joy and motivation to actually go forward when we connect to our sexual energy as well rather than just our heart center. Amazing. I'm going to ask you in a moment how people can connect with you online and find out more. 
but before I do, is there one thing, what is one thing on your, um, that you've done in the past year where you truly upped your brave? I started doing Facebook lives and it's quite challenging for me. Um, but it just feels so good when I just, you know, switch on the camera and just start talking and sharing with people what I was there and becoming messy, but bringing myself to that. I guess that's my, um, um, trying to practice what I teach, right? But this is my vulnerability. This is how I feel right now. And I'm sharing it with you. And that's, yeah, that's been challenging, but fulfilling. That's good. You know, because I work with a lot of women in business and a lot of people are scared to do lives. It's different than doing a pre-recorded video because when you're doing it live, people can, you know, you can stumble your words. You, you can't go and edit the video. It's just, it's streaming. So good on you for embracing that. Yeah, thank you. The last one I shoot, I was like, for 30 seconds, I'm just sitting there silent. I was like, oh, <laughs> but that's how it goes. It's all good. Um, what about the bucket list? Do you have anything on your bucket list, which is something that you'd love to do, be, or experience that we can possibly help you with? Yes. So having my cloak over my shoulders, I really want to start speaking more and I'd love to be able to speak to an audience, a live audience of a thousand people and just share that message with them. That would mm -hmm. be like really exciting. <laughs> okay. So if anyone has any connections, Teresha's wanting to speak to a live audience, meaning in person um, of a thousand people or more. Okay. So they can get in touch with you. Well, where can they get in touch with you? I know you're on um, to let us know your socials and your website. So Teresha Turok is, I've got Instagram and Facebook account, and it's T-A-R-I-S-H-A-T-O-U-R-O-K, Teresha Turok. And I'm just so excited now that I'm in the process of running my um, She Desires Masterclass, and I'm doing lots of Facebook Lives for that. So if you are interested in reigniting your desire and finding the desire killers and what actually you can do instead, um, you can go to shedesires.org, O-R-G, and there you can sign up for the masterclass and, um, yeah, learn a lot about how actually I can ignite the design side of myself so I can experience this wonderful, amazing intimacy. I love the name of that. She desires.org. And then your website, Teresha Turuk, was it dot? Um, no, my website is radiantwoman.co.nz. Okay, got you. So if they want to look you up like on Instagram, it's Teresha Turuk. Teresha Turuk. On Instagram. And, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, and your other website, radiantwoman.co.nz. Okay, amazing. Thank you. That's my, my website where I've got, yeah. I do podcasts and this yeah, interviews and blog and everything there. Amazing. So if you loved some of the stuff we talked about today, you can find Teresha. What is coming up for you, Teresha, in the next six months, either, you know, personal or business? What lies ahead? Well, that's my uh, She Desires Masterclass that I'm so excited about. And then I'm doing the 10-week course, Sexually Empowered Trade and Woman course. And that um, where I really deeply connect with women and, you know, we cry and we laugh and we have so much fun. And I really love that. And also what's up coming up is my uh, three-day retreat in November where women, when we come together to actually really experience the practices and um, kind of step into our authentic selves and just practice how is it to actually share that with other women where it feels safe, how can I bring more of myself 
and practice connect, being connected to myself and being connected with others. So that's very exciting. And then I'm doing a bliss pilgrimage. It's oh. a four-day hike on Tarawera Lake where I take women on a hike and we do the practices and we breathe and we swim and we laugh and we just have so much fun and lots of transformation. So that bliss pilgrimage, when's that? The bliss pilgrimage. When is it? That's February. So you said six months. Okay. I think February, March is when it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing. And I, what I love is it's such a great mix of options, you know, for people. Some people go, oh, no, like I, I really just, I don't want to travel. I'd rather just do it online. And other people go, no, I really want to connect with people in real life. And it's so great that you've got these options. Um, okay. So before we wrap it up, is there anything else you would love to share with our audience on the topic that we did today, which is all around? Uh, how to feel confident in your own body and feel at peace with yourself. What else do you want to add or remind us of? I think the big piece I'd love to leave you with is that you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful. You've got big, kind heart. You're gorgeous. And you just need sometimes a reminder of that. So maybe find people who can remind you of that. I'll put a big note for yourself. There you go, everybody. Hopefully you've got something you can take away today and you can um, start doing some of these practices to have deeper connections in your own life. Thanks so much, Teresha. Thank you so much. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.